Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Rock and roll, right? We are rock and roll. <laughs> we always have the most fun ways to go live because I just hit the live button in the middle of us goofing off, which is the best way that somebody can go live. But this is your ROH post show for August 17th, as well as your impact post show where we will hand this stream off to the wonderful Presta. And Joel will also be there, but we have ROH to talk about tonight. We're going to kind of get right into it because we've got a lot to get through in a short amount of time to get that impact crew on. But I am going to ask you right up front to get in your super chats, get in your humper chats at humperchats.com. Gonna ask you to leave a thumbs up on this video as well as to hit the subscribe button. We're a hundred thousand strong. Now you guys are so awesome for that. Thank you so much for all of the support. It really does help us out in monetization and helping people find us. So we do appreciate it. And we'll also tell you to go to FightfulSelect.com because, you know, CM Punk gets us a lot of subscriptions. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Does he seem like the chillest guy in the world? Not so much. Is he, is he good for our business? He sure is. We'll take this it. This is but... booming when he's wilding, but like, relax, my guy. But like, also like, it's, let's all, let's all calm down. Yeah. But there's plenty more and there's going to be plenty more coming out of All In Weekend, of course, at Wembley. You also get a bunch of bonus shows like Ask Grapsity being recorded behind the paywall. In addition to Grapsity on the free yeah. channel, you get me and Alex Pulowski as well doing some pay-per-view post shows. Sean's Q&A, The Hump Goes On Now, which was formerly The List and Your Boy Goes On. So all that and more at FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe there so that you don't have to read inaccurate news that's been aggregated poorly. I'll just put it that way. Pulling no punches tonight, Reg, because we have to get in it. Um, I don't know who is on the Fightful chat. I'm going to assume that's Sean, but saying that we broke the Leatherface news. Mm-hmm. And we all saw how that turned out. So, and it wasn't the Japanese uh, legend under there, Sean Rossap. Just to confirm, say it out loud, because that's who I thought it was. That's who I wanted it to be. That uh, no, because I don't think the Japanese legend would have run Karen Jarrett off when Karen Jarrett was on their side. But true, true. true. <laughs> I don't know if that's the victory lap we want to be taking <laughs> off of that match but let's dive into what we've got tonight we've got so much to get through but we've got some chats to get us started off Matthew plus saying money for Barry Manilow at 80 the man is still got it (laughs) well thank you as always you scutch Matthew plus but uh we're gonna dive right in with 
what I assume is one of Reg's favorite things on this card, which is great. We got stuff for Reg in our spot foo opener here. We got great stuff assumption. for <laughs> right. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. We got Peter Avalon and Dalton Castle in a four K match that we will mm. talk about later. But we are starting off with our spot food division match. Man, we get gravity hitting a Samoan drop off the middle rope before hitting a splash for the pin. We've got gravity getting smooshed by Gringo Loco a couple times in Mm -hmm. this match, though. A really nice uh, torture rack-ish looking suplex heading into Mm -hmm. that finish that I liked. But listen, I like me some spot foo, but I'm not the spot foo fanatic king of the world pioneer. Reg, what'd you think of our opener here? Listen, there's a couple of times when matches happen and you look up the definition of spot foo in the dictionary and it's that match. Today, this match, spot foo personified. Gravity came and gave his best performance. Gringo Loco is the best base there is, it feels like, in wrestling right now. So I knew it was going to go off. A couple of very amazing spots in this match. Gringo was on the ropes and he springboarded up to the top to do a moonsault to the outside. Absolutely insane work. His legs were crossed or something like just like some magic that he did. Uh, Gravity did his infamous roll up the corner spot into a dive. But instead of doing a dive, he had a very beautiful Hurricane Rana drop Gringo on the floor. Just great work from both people. Gringo hit a super uh, inverted angle slam to really destroy Gravity. I thought that was going to put him away. But as I came to see with this episode, Kate, there was a lot of surprising uh, victories and a lot of surprising winners in this show. And this was starting it out exactly right there. Yeah, this did kind of set the tone for what was a little bit of a surprising episode, to your point. There were definitely some surprise wins in this from where I was sitting, too. And I felt like we'd been on a heater the past two weeks. And I felt like this was still a good episode. I think yeah. because of those surprises, I was a little bit thrown off by some of the things that happened here. Certainly nothing mm-hmm. bad. And we are no. seeing a continuation of a lot of stories, which definitely helps. But one thing I really liked in this match was, even though it is textbook spot foo, as you were pointing out, Gringo Loco being such a good base, um, he, it does have a little bit of a different flavor. There's a lot of hard hitting mm-hmm. stuff in this as well. So I just like how, it does feel a little bit more, and I guess a non-literal sense, grounded in the way that we get our episode started here. I got to say, the Samoa Joe gravity walkaway spot has kind of ruined anything gravity does on the top rope for me yeah. now because I just need I need the slow mm-hmm. Samoa Joe walkaway spot. But that's my favorite spot in basically all of wrestling. So yeah. what can I say? But we got Ricardo El Notorio saying love for Reg's shirt. Party on, homeboy. Party on. Big time, baby. It's summertime, Ricardo. It is summertime, but what about my shirt? I have a happy wrestling Ian Riccoboni shirt that was gifted to me. That is a lie, Kate. Wrestling is not happy ever. Every time I get online, everybody's upset at something all the time. Not Ian Riccoboni, though. True. True. I believe it was you who coined the phrase. You who? Pro wrestling. You who? I believe it was you who said pro wrestling. That's what pro wrestling is all about. Disappointment. Yes. I think, yeah, I have that in my, that uh, was me. Make it a quote folder on my phone because it's, uh, unfortunately, 
unfortunately too relevant sometimes. <laughs> a lot of people set themselves up to it. That's what the funniest part about it is, Kate, is like sometimes we could not be disappointed, but we like make all these booking fantasy bookings in our head and then it doesn't happen. And we're just like, I can't believe this thing that I made up in my head didn't happen. It is amazing how <laughs> often I set myself up for disappointment and mm -hmm. also fully knowing that set myself up for disappointment and then that thing happens later so yeah i um just love to hurt my own feelings for literally no reason but totally. that's what it. we're out here doing mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so we'll move right along to uh, our pure rules match and we went from reg's wheelhouse right into mine in oh, one yeah. of my favorite pure match finishes ever because mm -hmm. we get josh woods just punching him in the face. That's it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You Easy. get one closed fist mm -hmm. punch, and he said, I'm going to make it count. And now I need somebody getting punched in the face every pure rules match. Use this to your fullest advantage. But mm -hmm. I loved this finish. We get Wood standing up and punching Silas Young right in the face to break up pinfall attempt. Uh, he gets his warning, of course, but then he just goes and hits a really, really great looking. Running, twisting, vertical suplex in the mm. corner. Dropping Silas Young right on the dome for the win. But, man, there was a lot to like about this. I loved Woods taking Silas Young down earlier in this match, but Silas Young countering with a really nice chaos theory for the two in this. This was a whole heck of a lot of fun. We don't see Smart Mark Sterling here, which is of note. It seems like Josh Woods is breaking away, which I think is a healthy move. Josh Woods should be, in my opinion, somebody that is working the peer division. Reg, what are your Agreed. thoughts? Yes, this was great. I like everything that's happening with Josh Woods, uh, kind of what we've been talking about on this podcast. Get him in the peer division. Let him be a big badass like he is and let him show it. This is exactly what he should do too, Kate. Like they made it, uh, the commentary as always, here we go again. The commentary is amazing. They always are great at everything. They, <laughs> they know how to put up every moment, put over every moment. Before the match started, they said, yo, you get one closed fist, and that's it. To establish this little finish here, Josh Wood goes, clobbers him with a, a closed fist, and then destroys Silas Young in the corner with the suplex. Great finish. Uh, Josh Woods, man, he's he's one of those guys. He's next up. He should have been uh, up there for a while, but uh, I'm excited that he's here, honestly. I'm really excited that he's here too. Woods is the goods, not only a Twitter handle, but just the darn truth of it, Reg. Really yeah. liked what we saw here tonight. It's kind of ambiguous what the Shibata title reign is, right? Because he was out of New Japan. Doesn't feel like he's working New Japan a ton right now, but he's mm -hmm. clearly making the rounds. And I don't think like on bad terms or released no. from them or anything like that, but it does feel like his focus is a little bit more the pure title. Josh Woods coming back to reclaim it feels like a really healthy move from not only the perspective of let's run it back, but from the perspective of let's give it to someone that's not Daniel Garcia or Wheeler Yuta. Like, let's Please. give it to someone who's sticking around <laughs> ROH, who lives and breathes his brand, who was your pure champion before things shut down. Yep. I feel like he is the right guy to strap this specific title to. And my God, every time I watch him, I'm like, I need him and Stu Grayson in a ring together. Wow. So yeah. Thinking strap bad. him up, strap him up. He's going to be great for the pure division, but honestly though, being able to see Shibata just kind of have a full new career here in ring of honor Amazing. with the pure championship is awesome. But yeah, Josh Woods, if somebody's going to beat uh, 
Shibata for that championship. Josh Woods is high on the list. Yes, I agree. And it is wild. And it does feel fitting that the wrestler has the pure title. Yeah. Like that's a, it's a almost like, as, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's as poetic as you can kind of get in that regard. But oh my goodness, one LT photo who put my Wednesday night show, the Mark Order on television front and center at a really nice shot. Bowens was going crazy in front of it. It looked like he was really excited about the Mark Order podcast, but also getting Tuesday night sour <laughs> graps lore onto the program. I didn't yes. see it. I will go back and look for it. That's amazing if it was on so camera. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Thanks, bruv. I love mm-hmm. that you know Ricky Rainbow is maybe British, maybe not. He's a mystery. Mm-hmm. This is amazing to me. Thank you so much. I will yeah. go back and take a screen grab of it. I can't believe I didn't see it. Foolish of me. Mm-hmm. But good stuff here. And it's just nice to have things to be invested in again. Josh Woods is someone you want to invest in. Really, yeah. really, really good stuff here. Mm-hmm. We get Maria Kanellis backstage with mm-hmm. Layla Hirsch setting up a match later. Uh, I really, really liked this. Maria Kanellis mm-hmm. says she's scouting for an army to protect the kingdom. And Layla Hirsch walks in there and basically says, all right, what have you done for me lately, Maria? Mm-hmm. I love this. She says, yeah, you've brought me a couple of matches, but like none of them are real competition. And we set up Layla Hirsch and Rachel Ellering later, her second appearance on this brand. And, uh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later on, but any thoughts on the promo that set this up? Yes, yeah, super strong stuff here by Maria. Who's surprised by this? Like she's always been great, but yeah, incredible promo. Just kind of her getting into why she wants to expand the kingdom, and because for a while it was just like, well, why is Maria standing out here? So for her to kind of break down where's this going and say, yeah, I'm watching these people for a reason. Um, start expanding. We're going to move forward. Layla Hirsch was one of those. Layla Hirsch was standing off to the side, eavesdropping, listening, because she just walked right in there and was like, yo, Murray, what are you talking about? You paid me some money. I spent it. We had a good time. But you were like, you didn't do anything for me crazy. And so they set up the match. I thought it was very strong from both letting Layla Hirsch get a little promo time in, let her establish that she's more than just, uh, what do you call her, mini Taz or... uh, <laughs> little lady um, Taz. Little lady Taz. Yeah. <laughs> she's more than just little lady Taz that she could talk to. That is true. That's not mm-hmm. an insult, though. That is the highest no. of compliments. I have a of big Taz fan, and she does mm-hmm. remind me of Taz as a little lady. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it a lot. But oh, time to switch over into MVP of the brand world here. My goodness, we get a proving ground match between Athena. And Brittany J. Yes. Uh, and kind of Ian Riccoboni, okay? He wasn't in this match, but he was catching some strays out here. Athena mm-hmm. making it very known that she wants Ian Riccoboni to rap for her, okay? Can't be Willow getting all the rap, like, genius, I think it's fair to say, from Ian Riccoboni. Um, I know you've had very strong feelings and mostly positive ones about Ian rapping, mm-hmm, but Athena's mm-hmm. calling for it. Uh, and Ian is ill prepared today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks terrified on commentary when Athena comes over to confront him, but this is a proven ground match. It is ultimately a squash, but we have some chats coming in about this. Meet Norma saying tonight's ROH was brought to you by dark elevator, five mm-hmm. women's matches in two hours. Is that even allowed in this country? Now, I don't think so. A lot of them had stories. Yeah. It's kind of the difference maker here. Like mm-hmm. this is this is sowing the seeds for 
what's going to be blooming later in this women's division. This is a lot of really, really great talent that I'm very excited about, but it does feel really refreshing when it doesn't feel like a wrestling program is like, and now the women. (laughs) Here they come. Squeezing Mm -hmm. the women in Mm -hmm. at this very specific time slot Mm -hmm. all the time. And we'll see if any of them can make the SummerSlam card or a main event or whatever. Like this has felt like a very authentic building of a division to get like just great wrestling on the card because Mm -hmm. they're choosing the right women's wrestlers. They're just telling stories in a very logical way. Now we're talking about this in ROH Thursday night also has impact on the other end of this. The knockouts, always the consistent force. Kind of feels like Thursday night is ladies night and I Mm -hmm. am here for it. This was a glorified squash, but Athena just looking so nasty as usual. After screaming at Rhea and Riccoboni, she does get back in the ring and counters a nice head scissors uh, from Brittany J with the cartwheel here. Hitting a pop-up power bomb and man, those forearms look nastier by the week, man. (laughs) I am loving those. Uh, What are your thoughts on this match? I have a lot of thoughts, Kate. After this match, uh, I spent the rest of the show thinking about this. I don't know. I was off the show last week, as people mm-hmm. notice. Uh, I don't know if I missed the week before that and the week before that. But when did Athena become this pseudo baby face that's like happy and high-fiving people and becoming friends with Billy Starks? I'm like, how many episodes of Ring of Honor did I miss? Because I feel like I just missed last week, but I feel so behind. Like Things have changed so much since she was smashing faces. And I mean, I, I remember her doing the thing with Diamante a few weeks ago and being like, hey, you're cool, you're stepping up, which was kind of soiling the seats for this. But this whole Billy Starks thing is just changing my mind. I don't, I'm don't. i like, I don't know how we got here, but I'm excited about it because Athena has been dominating as the Hill champion and has kind of ran the course on what you could do with that. So to kind of flip it to uh, this tweener in-between thing, because I can't really believe her because she has been pretty devious for a very long time and she's still being pretty devious while doing the things that she's doing here but yeah i was very confused as like why is athena like she used to just smash faces in call someone a porcelain hustle and run home but things have changed i'm very intrigued by the billy starks angle because i feel like it's almost a recruitment to make billy starks her long young lioness but i feel like It's going to be a short-lived can they coexist angle, but I I think a good one. I think Mm -hmm. one that's going to be really productive from both of them. I'm sure they'll have a tag match and it might break down or whatever. But um, to your point, it's just one of those things where I think she's really over. It's almost felt like Samoa Joe to me, Mm -hmm. where it's like, I know you're a heel, but watching you lay your shit in like that makes me really happy as a wrestling fan. and. There's nothing I love more than when wrestlers get over because of their wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen a lot. Happened with Danielson. Happened with FTR. There's a couple others. Seth Rollins is probably a good example of that. I guess that was his theme and his just commitment to, to wrestling. There's a couple I'm, of things. I'm with, I'm with Phil on, on the value of Seth Rollins. I'll okay. say that much. Mm, but okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, it doesn't happen that often. I think it happens even less frequently with women. So it's just very yeah. cool to see that just like, you're like, holy crap, she just is here to beat ass every week. And then you're like, holy crap, she's just here to beat ass every that's week. That's it. Yeah, that's her thing. <laughs> What's Athena's thing? She beats people up really bad, then she laughs about it, and then next week she's going to do it again. Yeah, it's like when when the formula is not really hard to get behind, it's like, 
wow, Athena's an incredible talent. She's been defending this championship for a long time. She beats people up. I'm eventually going to cheer her eventually. Yes. And I do think as well, um, we're now starting to see everything that's been invested in this title reign start to pay off. Like yeah. she has been so dominant and now we're starting to see her call shots, right? Like mm-hmm. Diamante, she was like, you're never going to beat me, but you've got what it takes and you yep. need to go do this. Billy Stark, she's like, I see this in you and I'm going to try and pull that out of you in this specific way. So it, it's kind of cool to see now that start to pay off for other women in the division coming up. That's what mm-hmm. successful title reigns freaking That's do. That's how you do it. So mm-hmm. I adore that. We've got some more love for this because, of course, we do. Shotkin29 saying the roster of amazing women who are anchoring ROH on top of the stories going. I love it. And it's all thanks to Big Dog Stoke. I'm not going to do that. It feels like a little <laughs> racist. There you go. Thank you. I'm going to just back off of that, mm-hmm. but I appreciate the Thanks. chat and it was in the chat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some really good stuff. And that, that does take us right into, I mean, this in some ways was my match of the night, right? We've got uh, Easily. One, one of the, the best big men in the history of the world being super intimidating and Samoa Joe versus yeah. the boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stokely Hathaway, fresh out of the G1 um, coming in with Samoa Joe and what was a fun, fun match here. Like this is just Stokely's facial expressions and the presence he walked in with is it's just fantastic. Ricardo Notorio saying Joe noping Stoke was sweeter than ice cream. Yeah. This, this was a whole bunch of fun. We got Stokely saying that he wants to get the win and Joe goes for the muscle buster. So Joe just kind of holds up and toys with one of the boys and then walks away and Stokely just flies off the rope and eats it. Hysterical stuff. And then we get uh, Stokely choking out one. I can't remember which boy. Mm-hmm. I think it was Brandon. Mm-hmm. But Coquina Clutch put him, put him away. Ow. This was a whole mess of fun like we kind of figured it would be. Nice to see in-ring legends Stokely Hathaway back at it. But this was also really fun to break up what was kind of, I don't want to say a uh, an overpacked card, but a dense one for sure. This was very match heavy. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit longer of an episode. Uh, what were your thoughts on this extremely serious match? Five stars on the Meltzer scale of mm-hmm. judging matches very easily. Uh, put Stoke in the Hall of Fame. He's uh, in the Tokyo Dome. He did back. a couple of lucha spots in here, a couple of great arm drags to really change <laughs> the thing. He was bumping and saying he was selling really well. I was like, wait a second, Stokely. Like, I don't, I don't wait, this is a little bit better than what this is supposed to be out here. Like, Stokely's really trying to show, like, no, I can really wrestle out here. It's not a joke. And we want jokes, Stokely. We don't want you out there being a great wrestler. (laughs) I want you to be terrible. I want it to be horrible. And it was pretty good. No, the finish of this, I laughed out loud. He set him up. Stokely's like, I want to go to the top. And we're all just like, what? What do you mean? What are you going to do when you get up there? So he tries to do the worst (laughs) double axe handle of all time. And Joe just moves him out of the way and he just splats. Perfect way to end this match with what I was talking about of Stokely trying to be like this serious wrestler. And then in the end, it's like, no, you're not, dude. You're going to just do a big (laughs) splat at the end. It's going to end like a Looney Tunes cartoon. And we're going to get out of here. Perfect way. Great. uh, Way better than I even expected. Like, I kind of expected just Samoa Joe to just beat him up and then tag Stoke in and come in and pick up the scraps but no he got involved and they made it a really fun match i loved it 
yeah, this was super fun. Stokely is a, a trained wrestler. He wrestled on the Indies, um, yeah. but excelled in, in this managerial role now on the mm -hmm. board of directors. So uh, this was fun to see his chops come out here a little bit. Yeah. But to me, I just, I loved Samoa Joe toying with all of his prey in the ring the entire time. Like he was mm -hmm. crushing the boys, but also had Stokely in the palm of his hand and just decided to show him mercy when he felt like it. Like mm -hmm. it, it's such a... a fun thing to do with Samoa Joe because he's just legit so menacing. He just right. choked out CM Punk on Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. So this was a whole whole bunch of fun. I've I've loved their interactions and having this match in there was a nice touch as well. We move on to the Gates of Agony, defeating Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. They come out with their belts as if they're defending them. Mm-hmm. They are the trios champs. Three of them. <laughs> they yeah. have, they mm -hmm. have the six man belts. Mm -hmm. This was a little bit weird. Um, from that perspective, this match was just kind of there for me. There was nothing wrong with it, but in a, mm -hmm. a two hour and 15 minute episode, I don't know if this really needed to be there because again, racking up W's in a division that they're not in just doesn't feel like the best use of time, but we get Daniel's, coming back into this match after Seidel eats a whole bunch of punishment and he just gets set up by Leona for a fireman's carry into a gut buster for the pin. I gotta say Leona and Khan like very explosive, especially mm -hmm. for their size and they are making statements week after week. It just doesn't feel like they're the most relevant wins because right. this is the division they're in, mm -hmm. but Nothing wrong with this match, but just nothing that I needed to see necessarily. Always impressive in the ring, though. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, the, uh, Toa and Khan are very explosive. They scared me a few months or weeks ago against Sting. Like, I was like, they're going to kill Sting in the yeah. ring, like, the one time. But when they're not in there with people, fragile legends, they look amazing. When they do that kick uh, power bomb off the apron spot, it's just disgusting. I think they're very talented tag team Seidel and cd kind of just exist in this roh realm of being legendary figures that were a part of the past that are just good to kind of represent in spots like this here so i wasn't too mad at it i kind of want to see and no, i don't want to kind of want to see i want to see the mogul embassy lose those trios uh ring of honor championships because i think it'll benefit another team even better and we need to get brian cage over with big bill and maybe just put it on the uh, light skin uh, tandem of uh, top flight. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. See, they got a new I... black friend. <laughs> they went through the, they're like, who's black back here? Can you fly? Yes. Oh, Lee, what's Come up? outside. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want them to do that because they are never a trio. It's just, <laughs> it's Darius and Andretti and another and guy. another black guy. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> Might as well be token from South Park. <laughs> Seriously. They're so, running out of black guys back there. No, they won't. They'll get more. It's true. We've got to loop back on some chats because we just always have more Athena love and some more mm-hmm. love for this angle, of course. Doesn't surprise me that we're getting a little bit more of this. But so the Samoan Rough Riders versus Cole and MJF at All Out. <laughs> I don't know, man. If MJF is is ducking Sean Dean, I can't imagine how much he's ducking someone as intimidating as Stokely Hathaway. They but. have history, too, and I know MJF's scared. He's been scared for a long time, so oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. He's scared running, and quite frankly, he has a friend in Adam Cole, so, like, if there was a time to do it, it would be mm-hmm. while he has a bestie to help keep him safe from Stokely, but uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think that's gonna that's gonna be the one, but me, Norma, saying uh, what do we call a potential <laughs> Athena's table? A gaggle of hussies, hussy heroes. Either way, I'm here for it. I would love it if they went in that direction. I think they would probably go in the minion way, but I... A gaggle of hussies is crazy. A gaggle of hussies sounds like I'm watching a nature show, Mm -hmm. and there's like a gaggle of hussies getting attacked in the wild. I, uh, Mm -hmm. I love it, though. I love it. And... Ricardo chiming back and saying a murder of us a murder of hussies <laughs> that that is a uh, I, I think we're all in agreement that it needs to go the hussy direction and not the hussies. direction mm-hmm. it's got to be the hussy mm-hmm. they're trying to be pc it. though i guess like you can't like hussies there's kids starks is only 18 like i get it it's not on television it's not a streaming service you can yeah. get away with shit man yeah, okay yeah yeah but we have an exciting first, and it doesn't have to do with ROH. It has to do with us getting our first sponsor here. And that comes from the No Shave Man Cave, which is one of the best podcasts in wrestling out there. They're celebrating over 100,000 downloads, which is a very exciting milestone for them. But it's wrestling reviews from two disabled armed forces veterans. I was really hoping we were going to have the infantry on the show tonight, like in Ooh, full force, so I got to do this read, but mm-hmm. not quite. I probably should have saved this for Trisha Dora, but yeah. uh, we <laughs> got uh, Jason and Ellie Hare at the helm of this, a jarhead of 28 years and a veteran of 24 years. They bring a very engaging conversation and they talk about wrestling, but they're also talking about bourbon and barbecue and whatever else they want. Mm. And at the end of every month, they do a special show that's specifically about mental health, which is Obviously, something especially military wise that is really important and a really um, underserved conversation. So we not only thank them here at Fightful for their service, but for keeping those conversations going. I know Alex Cardoza, who I do Friday night shows with, that's something that he's very passionate about as well as he served as a Marine. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool to see them kind of shaking off those stigmas. So please, please go give them a listen. 
They are live every Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube yes. and on Rumble at 6 p.m. Eastern. Just reviewing some wrestling. So go listen, you guys. Yes. Go listen. The No Shave mm. Man Cave. You can find them wherever you listen to podcasts. And they're also on Twitter or X or whatever the heck that is called on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, TikTok, and whatever other social media can lead you to the No Shave Man Cave. So please check them out. It was really cool that they they jumped in to sponsor and support us. Please go back and support them as well. So um, I just appreciate them being here. And 100,000 downloads is a major milestone. Very, very, very cool stuff. So check them out. And we will check out this next match that we have, but not before Matthew Plus chimes in from the Barry Manilow concert again. Mm -hmm. Saying the Manilow concert is so good that I'm sending chats. Are you on a date with like a 70-year-old? What are you doing? Hey, I feel you, Matthew. Take them to the Manilow concert, or they take you to the Manilow concert. I mean, either or. We know you Pull like up. the moms. Okay. <laughs> we know you like the moms. And here, the age range changes all the are. time, you guys. Be way <laughs> up there sometimes. Can be down there sometimes. I don't know. I don't it depends. It ranges. You're non-discriminatory, mm-hmm. and we love nope. that about you. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Well, there's no segue into this from Barry nope. Manilow and MILFs, so we're Not just going to go into the past and brain <laughs> versus Danny Moe. Not at all. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was not the best match on the card, in my opinion. I hate to be overly critical mm-hmm. of the ladies, especially because I'm always rooting for it, but this just didn't really click in, and I felt like Danny Moe actually might have had the, the better match at a Madison Reign because the ending played in this for me, and it, it just didn't the way that I think it was meant to. You have Danny Moe laying in some pretty nasty kicks, and it just kind of felt like Madison Raiden no-sold it a little bit because she mm-hmm. kind of just grabbed Danny Moe and then hit the cross rein for the win. Um, nothing, like, egregiously bad, but on a, no. a very high-caliber card like we had tonight. Was, wasn't my favorite thing. I'm a, a big Danny Moe fan. She works the Northeast a lot. I've gotten to see her in action quite a few times. She's fantastic. I'm really glad that she got this opportunity. She's great. Um, hope to see more of her in the future. But I don't know. This didn't click in for me, but maybe it did for you. Any thoughts? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a couple of matches that might have could have got cut from this show, and this was uh, on the line too. They all can't be hitters. They're all not the greatest, and they're all just sometimes matches. And this is what that was. Wow, I can't wait to talk about Cole Carter with you then later. Oh no. I was hoping we would skip that. <laughs> Matthew Plus said to get more money for single moms. I don't yeah. know where you think this money goes, but like I'm not a single mom. It doesn't go Reg to is any. not a single yeah. mom. No, neither one of us. I don't think anyone at Fightful is actually a single mm. mom, but um, maybe he's saying so. Well, like if I, if he gives it to me, then I'm gonna spend money on single moms. Oh, so. yeah, you're gonna take yeah. her out. I like yeah. that. I like Shout it. out to you, Matthew. Saying ROH was so good tonight. Mm-hmm. Were you watching that at the Barry Manilow concert too? You got a lot going on out there, Matthew. Watching know, the show, talking to like us. Invested in Matthew Plus's Barry Manilow mm-hmm. trip right now. Like we should be listening to your podcast right now, talking That's about funny. being at the Barry Manilow concert, watching Ring of Honor, and listening to us. Yeah, I think um, I need to know what what hits he's playing, but. We'll move along to the dark order. Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex. Like we're Leno. supposed to be keep moving on. We're not supposed to have any banter. We got it. I know we're thing. we're trying to move it along for the impact crew tonight. So uh I'm I'm trying, but I gotta be honest, like 
I'm a little distracted because I need to know what the hell Matthew Boss is doing at a Perry Manilow he, concert yeah, seriously. whilst super chatting. And I mm-hmm. want to know what songs he's playing. So, mm-hmm. uh, But instead, we're going to talk about The Dark Order versus Corey Calhoun, Isaiah Broner, and yes. Lord Cruz. Mm-hmm. This was fun. I was kind of laughing because as commentary was talking about how this Dark Order turn seems to be taking, like they're now have like respect for the righteous and they've mm-hmm. been more violent of late and all these things. John Silver got caught up in the ropes. I don't know if you caught it. The camera cut away from it pretty mm-hmm. fast, but like people are chanting Johnny Hungy at him and he's caught up in the ropes. And I was just laughing because Ian Riccoboni is like talking about how there's this new side to them. And I was like, mm-hmm. not that new of a side. There's still <laughs> some in there. Some of the old John Silver, Johnny Hungy. For sure. Mm-hmm. But this match doesn't last long. The dark order takes Calhoun's and sends him to the dark realm for the pinfall. Perfectly good squash here. This is just to keep the momentum going of the story that we have with the righteous, which I'm perfectly fine with. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts here? Uh, Great to see my friend Isaiah Broner on here. I think he's now the AIW intense champion, like just won a great championship over there. Great to see him on display. He got a lot of time here in this match, got beat up by a lot of the Dark Order, but that's what you need sometimes. Sometimes you need to see this. And also on the Dark Order's end, them getting more aggressive. Johnny Hungry was really on display here tonight. I like everything that they're doing. Probably the best story still being told here in Ring of Honor. Still invested what on what's going to happen next and uh, still in on the Righteous and Dark Order stuff. Agreed. And I'm excited to see the Dark Order, but I got to say, like, anytime Vincent and Dutch are on the screen, it feels like, uh, oh, my God, okay, time mm-hmm. to pay attention. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to what I assume we'll get next week and, and the things after that. But I really loved the production of those vignettes. That's not a dig at the Dark Order at all. That's just a... Man, when I see Vincent in like his white suit with this mm-hmm. stark white background and he's just being all weird and Dutch has his weird tongue out and all these things, ends up really feeling like, uh, all right, you got my attention kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. We move on to this Claudio promo that was a really good promo. And yeah. man, if he was ever around to defend his title, I would call it a great promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but some good stuff here and I try not to too often be like, how did WWE miss on this guy? Because it's very easy to miss on people. You know what I mean? Like yep. AEW missed on Stu Grayson the first time around and mm-hmm. he had to leave and come back, right? It's it's easy to do that. But uh, maybe at the top of that list is Claudio. Like he was someone that while he was in WWE, I was like, how are they missing on this guy? Yeah, They didn't love his promos. And I feel like he's been knocking these out of the park, especially since he turned heel. Like mm-hmm. really, really good stuff in there. But he says he's not always around, but he's always watching, which I liked. He acknowledges that he's kind of an absent champion, but he makes note that this is his first world title. Also really nice to root into this story. He says that Jericho didn't care about it, but it's his job to kind of keep the riffraff out of title picture like Eddie Kingston and Mark Briscoe and Pac. This is good stuff. I think Eddie's coming back for it. Um, It it was just kind of funny because he was kind of still as a heel, but giving Mm -hmm. a lot of like pride to the Ring of Honor brand. And I'm like, well, why don't you come defend it then? Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) that's kind of my thoughts. My dream Eddie Kingston beats Claudio at Grand Slam for that ROH title. Mm-hmm. That would be 
like the most Kate moment in the world because Strong I don't hopes. see there. Mm -hmm. But we will see what happens. What did you think of this uh, promo from Claudio tonight? I thought it was pretty strong. There's been a couple of these Claudio promos where I'm like, oh, I don't know, bro. Maybe not. Maybe you should have cut that one. But this one was strong. It was long. He really got into some stuff, and he really established uh, who he is. He was lying for a lot of it, but, I mean, that's what Hills do. Hills are supposed to lie. They're supposed to come on and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a defending champion. I'm this and this, even though we haven't seen this guy in weeks and months and years. But he did tie it in by being like, I did do blood and guts. I did have all these matches back to back. I am still going hard, just not here as the Ring of Honor champion. But also, I am keeping out the riffraff so nobody else can defend the championship. Which is it, uh, Claudio? Do you want the belt to be something or do you want it not to be something? You can't be in the middle. Give it up if you want it to have some prestige or come and defend it. Agreed. I think they were trying to walk the line of... I show up to keep people, I show up when I can to keep people away from this yeah. title, but I am preoccupied with other things. So yeah. I do appreciate that. He's like, when I do come around, it's because I don't want guys like these guys holding that title. Mm -hmm. um, but as a fan, it reads as, why don't you want to be around the promotion that you are champion of? So right. I appreciate the attempt to tie all that together. It just falls short a little bit in that, mm. but well delivered, well executed, just, um, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors, but mm -hmm. the smoke and the mirrors were, were mostly driving. So True. we'll take it. And then we move on to Reg's match of the night. Cole Carter defeating Griff Garrison. <laughs> Look, I don't want to pick on Cole Carter. I don't. I don't want to pick on wrestlers in general, except Dominic Mysterio. But, um... On ROH, it's very tricky because it is half a developmental brand and half, like, some of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just a very tricky thing to balance when you'll randomly get, like, here's El Desperado or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. then, on the other hand, you have guys like Cole Carter who still have a ways to go. Uh, I felt like Griv Garrison looked better in this than Cole Carter did. Um, he kind of came out with some some hard-hitting offense early. Like, I liked him having that fire because Griff Garrison, we know Brian Pillman Jr. has now gone to NXT land. He had one appearance, and then it's just kind of been floating around. I would like to see Griff Garrison get on the track. He was always the one that I kind of jived with more out of the Varsity Blondes. But um, we get some hard-hitting chops and then a Falcon Arrow from Cole Carter for the two count and Maria coming down afterwards. I just don't yet buy the idea that Cole Carter is who you go and get if you're trying to protect your kingdom. It feels like <laughs> Maria's mission statement and what we're getting out of Cole Carter are a bit at odds so far. Um, mm. So not not the best here, and I'm, I'm weary of the direction this is going. But there's going to be some of this, right? There's going to be people who are learning to sharpen their iron under the lights here. Um, you know, Matthew Plus, of course, chiming in from the Barry Manilow concert saying Cole Carter was so good tonight. I guarantee you he did not see this match. It is just busting balls. But uh, any thoughts on this? Kate, there's a million different wrestling streaming services you could pull up. You could pull up IWTV, Fight Plus. You could pull up New Japan. You could pull up all of them in the world. Cole Carter spends his time pulling up the Peacock Network typing in Austin Theory matches in the search engine and pressing enter. 
he don't look up nobody else's matches but Austin Theories. Listen, there's a whole bunch of the Rey Mysterio, Masawa, uh, Canyon, uh, King Kong Bundy. These are all other wrestlers that can be studied. Instead, you're like, no, I have to study the great, amazing, <laughs> one of the best United States champions of all time, Austin Theory. Those are the, that's the only one that, that's the guy that inspired me. That's who I want to be like. That's who I want to look like. That's who I want to do all my moves like. That's how I'm going to make it out of here. I'm going to have my match with John Cena at WrestleMania one day too. Bro, watch a, somebody else. I don't know why, but the notion of Cole Carter watching King on the <laughs> <laughs> just destroyed me <laughs> to my core uh sure yeah maybe he could expand the playbook a little bit beyond austin theory and but, grip, give uh, grip garrison i don't want to leave him out too i would rather watch the guns wrestle whoa yeah. whoa those are strong words yeah from reg because Next to Ian Riccoboni's rapping is the guns as far as your favorite things in the whole wide world. But mm -hmm. we yeah. will <laughs> regrettably move along from this conversation. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats. Uh, we are a little over halfway through. Thank you to our Impact Post Show for, for being patient while we keep plugging along at this card. Uh, we... We'll get some more Super Chats and Humper Chats locked in, including Meet Normus, who says, Meet Normus, also here for Dalton Castle's intro. He's a media peacock. <laughs> if you disagree, I'll set this chat on fire. Strap him up appropriately. Yeah, let's get into the... Oh, you know what? I have my notes out of order. This isn't where this come in. But we will get to Dalton Castle <laughs> defeating Peter Avalon in not that long. Sorry, my notes are choppy all over the place. Matthew Plus sending in money for Bundy uh, and saying Maria is thinking about her other kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Billy Starks taking on Charlotte Renegade uh, and Billy being Athena's young lioness, young minion in this is really, really fun. Matthew Hook saying Billy Starks is a star. Glad she's on every week. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of incredible to me that the thing that was holding her back from being on every week was she needed to finish high school like yeah. <laughs> she's so good at this already and so good mm -hmm. at so many aspects of this and by the way i'm pretty sure she was like valedictorian which is just nuts yeah. uh as she was like that proficient while training and all of this but renegade hitting a backslide here for a two count but starks hitting this kind of neutralizer move for the win really really liked this we get Robin Renegade running in, and the Renegade twins start beating on Billy Starks, but Athena runs down to make the save and what was kind of a surprise move that got kicked off last week while you were out. Uh, Athena saying, come on, Minion, let's go in the promo here. Starks following, but with hesitation. I think we'll probably get like a tag match and then a feud proper out of this. What were your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Uh, Billy Starks getting a push here in Ring of Honor is the best thing that's happening, I think, with a lot. Anything besides Athena, like my favorite thing happening now on the show, is Billy Starks being here in all of her glory, tearing it up because she tore it up in the Indies so hard these last couple years while she was in high school trying to finish up. Now she's on her, she's done with high school, on her way to being one of the best young 
wrestling talents in the world. If she's going to have a program with Athena, she's going to get even better. She's showing some personality out here. She's getting some promo time. This is great, a great introduction for her. Off the backs of this, people are going to be all in on Billy Starks. They are, and she's already. <laughs> hey, I'm back. <laughs> Wonderful internet kicking in again, but Kylie saying, your fave girly wanted to say hi, and I hope you all are well. Well, thank you, Kylie. You are our fave girl, and I hope you are doing well, too. Thanks for the support tonight. We got a lot of chats coming in. I appreciate it. Y'all are cool. Mm-hmm. Y'all are super cool. And medium cool is this Tony Nese and Ari Davari promo. We'll talk about that closer to the main event, but we move on to, man, if it wasn't Cole Carter that was Reg's favorite thing, it's this. And another black guy stable with Darius Martin. <laughs> ready, plus Lee Johnson. Yep. Defeating yep. Lee Moriarty and the workhorsemen on what was dubbed by Luis as the worst O'Connor role ever. Not the best that we've seen. This is another one that I felt like was a bit of a mishmash because yeah. kind of was like, Lee is out on his own now. And they were like, no, he's not. He's worth the workhorseman for some reason. And I mm-hmm. didn't love that because I like Weird. the way the workhorsemen are being built as well. And I want to see what Lee can do on his own. But um, I guess we should just be happy he's not in the stable with Action Andretti and Darius Martin because he is black. <laughs> so maybe next week. But we got It's uh, early. It is, we've got time for that. Mm-hmm. But we do have uh martin taking what was a, a pretty nasty twisting butterfly suplex from jd drake he's he's mm-hmm. so impressive every time he's out there getting broken up by andretti who counters a not very good o'connor roll with a bridge to get the pinfall on anthony henry uh it was a much more fun match than i was expecting because yeah. this was kind of a hodgepodge but like lee's style combined with the workhorseman kind of made for a fun contrast Reg. Yeah, I thought this match did end up being really fun. Uh, Action Andretti and Don Darius, and they keep getting new partners. And it's like, yo, I see what's going on here. But every time it clicks, it always works. It works well together. I was hoping that Lee was going to Lee Moriarty was going to get a singles push. Like seemed like they were setting it up on Twitter. He was kind of setting it up himself. Like, oh, I'm on my own now. I don't have anybody. And then they pair him up with the workhorseman. Interesting take. Uh, uh, anything that gets Lee on TV, I think wins for me. So I liked what was going on here. I can't wait. I'm not supposed to there. You guys don't, don't listen to this part, but I have to say it out loud. When action Andretti and, uh, Darius Martin have, will Washington as their partner. It's going to be really good. Let's move on. <laughs> I can't wait I to mean, see. They're going to be like, who's in? Look at that. There's another one. He looks like us too. Bring him in. Oh Can he flip? He's gonna have a new a new bit on being the top flight. Yeah. DTTF. Being the replacement for <laughs> Erase this. Lewis, oh, wipe man. this from the podcast. You saw nothing. You heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what we did see in here though, and it was good stuff. We've got a returning Lady Frost coming in and defeating Trisha Dora. Now, I almost have complaints about this. Almost. <laughs> because I feel like Trisha Dora has taken a lot of losses for someone who maybe shouldn't be. But they've been quality losses against quality opponents. Um, but I want to see her like on a track, in stories, kicking ass. Um, and she does take the loss here. We've got Lady Frost picking up the win with her Frostbite, which is essentially a corkscrew moonsault that looked really good. 
Her ducking the clothesline and hitting that spinning kick for the two right before this was fantastic. My favorite spot in the match, though, comes from Trisha Dora, who does a stretch behind Frost before putting her foot on her back and just driving her head into the mat. And holy mm -hmm. hell, did that look vicious. Following it up with splits on the shoulder, just driving her head down to the mat while she's seated looks so nasty here. I love the in-ring we're seeing out of Trisha Dora. I would love to see her in a feud to have these losses go somewhere and maybe mean something, but mm -hmm. really, really, really liked this. And Lady Frost returning should feel like a big deal, so it's not like the worst yeah. loss in the world, but let's get Trisha Dora some wins moving forward. A really good match, though, and women's wrestling continuing to thrive on ROH. This was a, a hard one because it feels like Trisha Dora was on a trip. They, they just paired her up with the infantry. It's like they're on their way. They, they're getting some wins. feels like they're a tight unit. And last time we saw Lady Frost, one, two, three, she was looking up at the lights. So now she comes back and she's all of a sudden beating Trisha Dora. I'm like, wait, I thought Trish was the one. See, this is the kind of things that happens in Ring of Honor is like, they're like, oh, yeah, we have this great wrestler. Can't take anything away from Lady Frost. She's great. She should be getting victories. It's like they remember, oh, yeah, we have Lady Frost. She's great. Let's give her a victory. But then, like, the victory doesn't really make a lot of sense in what's going on here. But then if it's like, oh, yeah, if Lady Frost is getting a win streak, if she's going to get some wins and maybe be able to be a contender for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, then it's all good. So I don't know. Uh, there is a chat that I cannot pull up that you need to read, and I'll just leave it at that. But we got a backstage promo following this from Kira Hogan, who's with Lexi Nair, talking about how she has had her eye on Lady Frost and that when you bring the fire, it's going to melt the cold. Love all Top of white skin. <laughs> I said I couldn't pull it up for a reason. I can't pull it up. But good stuff. Kira Hogan and Lady Frost is a combination I want to see. I just also want to see Trisha Dora in the fold. I'm wondering if maybe Trisha Dora has been so good they're thinking about pulling her up to the AEW level because I feel yeah. like they could, but I also feel like the infantry is just getting going. So mm -hmm. um, let's get Trisha Dora some wins if she is sticking around. And I'll tell you what was a win for everyone. Salton Castle and Peter Avalon. This was a match made for Kate. These are just mm -hmm. two of my dudes. I love this so much. Peter Avalon just milking his entrance to death. I had so much fun watching him just lean into his own prettiness. He's so funny. And he's one of those performers, much like Dalton, who like the second his music hits, the second he steps out from behind the curtain, he's just giving you 100% of who he is and what he's mm -hmm. there to do. Like every single time. And I just love that commitment. Um, we also have Dalton Castle, of course, coming in here saying that Honor Club is $9.99 a month, Reg, but that eye contact is free. Yeah. <laughs> I was howling, howling at home. Also, Ian and Caprice not knowing what to do with it, being like, man, that's so meta, was cracking up. But we do mm -hmm. get Dalton Castle with the win as expected, hitting the bangering. But this was a whole bunch of fun. And this, plus the Stokely and Samoa Joe stuff against the boys is a nice way to break up what was a, a pretty dense card tonight. So I, I like having those moments of relief, especially when they're kind of shorter matches too. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. like eating too much of the card. Um, but what did you think? 
I only had one thought coming out of this, Kate, and it's that these two should join forces, honestly. Like, they should just be a team. Don Castle and Peter Avalon are on their way okay. up to the top. I don't think that, I like, I think Don Castle, they should both be single still. They shouldn't be a team, but, like, he should join the faction because I think he fit in really well with Dalton and the boys. Just his whole thing. He always has. So that's the whole thing I was thinking this match is, like, these guys are a faction together. They're not fighting each other. I don't hate that. And if you're not going to strap the trio's titles on Dalton and the boys, like it would be kind of fun to have them on the same side of things. The wingmen mm. aren't really a thing anymore. I don't know if CM Punk has anything to do with that or not, but you can read about it on FightfulSelect.com. <laughs> I agree with you. I would not mind seeing Peter Avalon and Dalton on the same side of things. Dalton Castleman, I, I can't emphasize enough how over he is in these very weird tapings. He kind of alluded to that at the end, like, you want to see Dalton Castle, you got to stick around till the end. Like, mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. And I so appreciate how he's able to grab the crowd the way he can under what are difficult circumstances, realistically, at an ROH taping. So a whole mess of fun to be had here. Um, I mean, Norma's saying, well, Washington is 100% taking a bump this year. I'm going to leave that alone. And we're going to head into this final promo and our main event here. Shane Taylor, holy crap. This is what we wanted. This is what we needed from Shane Taylor. I've been waiting. (laughs) Into this match with Samoa Joe giving Mm -hmm. a phenomenal promo talking about how before Samoa Joe, he was the most successful TV champion of all time. And oh, Shane Taylor Promotions was the best trio of all time. And talking about how the entire time that he was kind of carrying these divisions, all anybody could talk about was the old guard, CM Punk, Danielsons of the world, and Samoa Joe. And he said... Back then, there was nothing I could do about it. But now, I'm here to fight Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Simple, clean, beautiful, fire delivered from Shane Taylor. I'm so glad that we have some time to build this with Samoa Joe because I'm excited to see what Samoa Joe has to say back to him, Reg. Yeah. Sometimes, Kate, these promos that Shane Taylor did here could feel like a woe is me type of like, I deserve these opportunities. But this did not. This was a great promo by Shane Taylor saying like, no, it isn't about like you guys picking those guys over this. I'm going to beat those guys up and take everything that you guys think I don't deserve. And I've been owed a run with this Ring of Honor television championship for a long time. Strong stuff, exactly what we've been waiting for when we knew that he was going to have a match with Samoa Joe. And just like you said, waiting for Samoa Joe's response when he stops, you know, kind of goofing around with Stokely, which I love, by the way. I think it's going to be very strong stuff with Shane Taylor. Agreed. I'm very much looking forward to that. And that's part of the versatility with a guy like Samoa Joe. He can make the Stokely stuff work, but instantly can snap back in. I'm very, very excited to see that match and the promos we got out of it. Guys, we hit 69 likes. So I just want to say nice. thank you for being so nice. And we surpassed it. And I, I can't rightfully ask you to unlike it because the more the merrier for us. No. But I do just want to appreciate that Luis caught it for us too. So thank you for being so nice. Louise. Uh, and we move on to our main event. We did get this promo earlier that I was alluding to from Tony Nice, who says he's going to lead a group fitness class uh, and still pushing this personal trainer angle, which was pretty fun tonight. He talked about, you know, knocking it off uh, with all the unhealthy food and get a veggie burger and put down the cheer wine, which is very specific to the region and all of these wonderful things. All became a chance later in this match, which was super mm-hmm. fun. But he is going to face somebody from his past. And wouldn't you know it, Metalik shows up. 
one LT photo saying niece made a cookout champ breakout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really good. Like mm -hmm. I think Tony niece with Ari Davari or smart Mark, like makes sense. I feel like Josh Woods breaking away from this is the right call. Mm -hmm. um, but this is kind of a, a fun character development for Tony niece. I think we know what his role is going to be there, but this was a very, very fun uh, main event. And we get metal leak. Coming out with the win here, which is cool. It's just also cool to see Metalik around wrestling. Like he's yeah. one of the top wrestlers in the world, particularly in his style. So this was super, super fun and a good way to close it out. Felt like a good main event. Uh, not necessarily of any major consequence, but no complaints about that because we are starting to see so many more stories start to take shape, Reg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out to the 205 Live gang, because that's what this was. It's a throwback to old 205 Live episodes. Tony Nese and Grand Metalik going at it. Metalik is an awesome uh, luchador who uses the ropes and can fly like no other and just kind of, uh, I don't want to say been left behind, but when Commander and Vikingo came out, he kind of like, people maybe forgot about him, but yo, he could do crazy spots like those guys does. He runs the ropes and walks them so wildly. I think it's a great addition to the uh, Ring of Honor roster, and I think this is a pretty good way to close the the show. Getting more character on Tony Nese, uh, getting more heat on Tony Nese, and then letting uh, Madeline get a nice little win here. Yeah, I feel like with this character and for what Tony Nese is there to do, him taking some L's is not uh, no. a big deal, but Josh yeah. Woods should be getting wins. So the fact that they've yeah. branched off, I think, is a, a very good sign. And I think while they're branching off, we are going to get a little closer to our impact crew. Cresta's been putting her face up near the camera, throwing up <laughs> lip gloss. Joel has been reading. <laughs> no, Joel's playing Twitch, I think, or Switch. He's playing How Switch. He's playing Zelda. He's playing Tears of the Kingdom because he is crying on the inside as well. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta listen. You gotta listen for it. It's tears from listening to us talk about the kingdom. I see. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I feel like Ring of Honor goes through periods of dear God, and then look, there's a million matches, and every one of them makes sense, and that looks like that's what happened tonight. Yeah. That is pretty close to the truth there, Miss Cresta. Mm -hmm. It is I think you guys would be very impressed by the fact that I only finished about 10 minutes late considering what we were up against. We also had a lot of support from the chat. Thank you so much for Joel all is your not impressed. All night. Well, I don't care about Joel. I only care about <laughs> Cresta. So uh, I will only assign weight to her reaction. She looks beautiful tonight. She as looks great. Always. I'm here to clown. That's what I'm here to do. And I get to do it Thursday with you lovely people. So hey. we love that. Uh, Thursday. I don't want to hold the handoff up too much because you guys are getting a late start, but I think, you know, Reg's favorite match of the night was obviously Cole Carter and Griff Garrison. Uh, mine, mine was the pure match for sure. Josh was just punching someone in the face and the ending nice. was just, just fantastic. So um, good Sorry. stuff. Uh, Who's Vance? <laughs> Tetris is what it feels That's like. Dangerous. I have to do on Sunday is when I do Fightful Overbooked with Joel. But Sorry, I didn't see. <laughs> just trying to make everything fit in the right way. But we had some happy wrestling tonight. Hey. We'll throw it over. How was how was Impact before we get out of here? Loved it. I yeah. thought oh, nice. Impact was great. Yeah, I just Ooh. felt like it was very rushed for time. But I all can be forgiven because you know I, know I got to feeling. see Jake something and uh Diener got well Diener didn't get beat up, but you know, I like Diener. 
Touche, Matthew Plus is at a Barry Manilow concert, and it's so good that he keeps super chatting the show with hey. donations. So I didn't thank know you to Matty Plus. A fanalow. <laughs> that's no. it. We're out of here. It's not gonna that, that's it. Beat that. No one can beat that. Nobody can beat that. Peace. Impact. Enjoy the impact show, guys. Thank you for your patience. Sincerely, uh, we good. had a, a lot to get through. So thank you so much. Stick Thanks, around everybody. for the impact show with these two lovelies. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.